Hello, hello there. This is Lucy Woods and Strategic Change Guide Podcast. As announced last week, we're starting the new series, and we call it Motivational Monday by Jim and Lucy. So this weekend, we came across the quotation, and it was about a success. We all see successful people, and many people around us just jealous of that success. But that's a lot to that success, and that's a lot of failure behind that success. Yes, you're absolutely correct, Lucy, and I'm glad to be here. We often, I think, frankly, that we actually put too much attention on failure. And I'm just thinking about after what about this after watching a motivational music and then on the gym uh, listening to some motivational music as well. I thought about. Uh, about how we celebrate certain things and how we can't we we continue to think sometimes in terms of failing forward fast. You know, one of the idioms of the um, of Thomas Watson, one of the founders of IBM, uh, and that does make a lot of sense. But by the same token, we somehow celebrate being a survivor rather than being someone who actually thrives and someone who succeeds. We we count our failures so much as if there's some type of an honor in them. And there is, it's wonderful to know that we have succeeded and overcome failures, but somewhere on the line, we put it aside and ignored the importance of being successful. And and I think that uh, in looking back at my own life, I can see where I counted the failures as if there was some sort of red badge of courage, some honor in them. And frankly, I think there's more honor in being successful. It's wonderful if you can learn something from our failures, but I want to tell you something. that failures do not feel good, and one can have a lifetime of failures and still keep falling short. What we do in life is that we want to celebrate the victors, the people that overcame, not the people who just constantly kept bowing to the pressures or because of the word to someone have told them, you're too short, you're too tall, you're too old, you're too skinny, you're not smart enough, you came from a bad neighborhood or something all the time. Uh, one of my favorite books is one by Carl Seabiscuit, and many people have seen the movie, uh, but the book is extraordinary. And many books are because they make us think introspectively. But I hear, I, I, you know, I I read about this horse that was sired by a mother and a father who were champions, champions, and yet the horse is uh, is smaller than they are. The horse has short legs. The heart, short, uh, the horse doesn't have a heart. It seems he doesn't want to run. He does not want to work out. He want to lay in the grass and want to eat more than the other horses for. Uh, for far less work than he's willing to expend. He's beaten instead by his uh, by the managers. They bring in top managers, okay managers, and they all beat the horse literally, hoping to punish it and somehow to submission that it might become a champion. Perhaps it worked in other horses, but in this, this particular horse is, is a great example for a lot of us in trying to motivate ourselves and motivate other people. It did not work. In fact, uh, nothing seemed to work on this particular horse at all. Uh, but everyone wanted to use the old approach to motivating themselves uh, with this horse as if uh, the stick uh, was going to work and persuading it to do something different. The horse did not want to work out at all, but then something happened. 
And what happened is that this horse became one of the greatest athletes of the first 50 years of the, of the century, and all because uh, it had this affinity for a, uh, for a trainer as well as for the jockey who themselves had been overcome by failure and depression and an outcast as well in the system. And they have fallen on some hard times and they could appreciate the fear in this horse that it was a champion on the inside. Although they could not see it, they felt it was inside of it. And I want you to do the same thing in your own, your own life, uh, that you find somehow inside of you that makes you feel like a champion. You know, my goodness, when I, my, 20, my, my marriage of 25 plus years ended to my childhood sweetheart, I was heartbroken. But you know what I did? I got in my car and I had my pity party and it lasted longer than just for an hour. It lasted several days, several weeks, maybe even several months. But I got out a piece of paper and pencil, went to the library and got some books and started thinking, what am I going to do in my next step? I went back to school. I mapped out a plan that I was going to teach college, that I was going to get my degrees right then, back to back. I was not going to wait in between for one another. And I ate one bean burrito every day. And I started working out as a fitness trainer in the evening at Bally's Fitness in California. And I put myself to school. I didn't have any time, got little rest at all. And I started working at a call center, the only job that I could find at the time. And I made things happen in my life. And you know what? I achieved every single one of them, and so can you. That's definitely, you can do a lot. And not focusing on negative things and on your past is one of the greatest things, acknowledging that you went through hard times and you beat the situation. I mean, you fought hard and you won. That's a cool thing, but don't, not be focused on that negative part is actually the part of your future success because if you just sit and tell people I'm cool because I went through that and that's cool so what are you doing to get your next success then you're just telling your story that's not enough right one of my favorite books most of my favorite books are biographies and one of my favorite book is biography of Nicola Paganini The guy went through a really rough childhood. He was beaten by his father and he was closed in, in a closet and parents made them to play violin in a closet. Hungry, starving kid, poor kid, poor neighborhood, terrible. But he loved his music and what he did, he turned it into success. All this struggle And all those negativism he went through, he turned it a big success because he loved what he's doing. So what comes from it? One, another one secret of your next success is doing what you love to do. Because if you just do something and say, oh, here's a good money, that's not enough. It's never enough. You can make some money in there, but it won't be stable and it won't bring you anything but just some temporal money, and it will end. You will need next paycheck, right? So, you know, one of the Facebook groups I'm participating is about uh, freelancers. It's called Freelancer Females or some of the similar groups. There are often situations when people come in and complaining they don't get enough support from relatives, 
and from spouse and from friends. And sometimes I'm starting this new career, one no one no one from my family buying from me. Oh, you know what? They don't have to. Oh, my spouse doesn't support me. They say I'll sit in front of the computer all day. Okay, you can get into a better relationship if that's the case. Or maybe you just sitting in front of computer and watching movie all the day. So analyze the situation and take take your responsibility and make your decision of what your success should look like. And account all the negativism you went through and all the bad situation, how you won or you lost it. Even if you lose, that's not the end. If it's bad, it's not the end, right? No, it's not the end at all. In fact, uh, my, my, I'm really convinced that every goal in life, and, you, and Lucy is absolutely correct, because we accomplish 100% of the goals that we we pursue. Now, I had a hard time thinking about that even as I began to write it down and first time I began to speak it because then I had to turn around and look at what I had accomplished in my life. And at that time, only thing that I could see was just failure after failure after failure. I have a goal and I failed and failed. Then I turned around and looked at it uh, uh, differently, uh, more introspectively, and I began to see that it was true that I had accomplished every failure that I believed I was going to accomplish because all the failures were the things that were always cemented in my mind. They were the things that I focused on. So when they said focus on a goal, well, if you look around your life and look at the things that are not working for you, you'll see that those are the things that you're fixated on all the time not working for you. And you got exactly what your mind told you that you were worth, what you even told your mind that you were worth. You just determined to prove somehow that everything else is wrong and that you weren't good enough and you weren't set up for this or fate or God somehow designed you to be someone that was going to be mediocre. Or if not mediocre, someone who, as one guy once told me in church, who God made him poor because he knew that if he made money, he'd be worse off than he was. What a what a silly excuse. And then to blame, have the audacity to blame all of it on God when it's somehow, it's in all of us. And it's an obligation of us. It's an obligation of us to make as much money as possible, not so we can buy the biggest house and the biggest car, because ultimately he who has the most toys still die. The really big goal is so we can provide wealth for our family and be an example for other people out there. So here's my point for you. Quit focusing on all the negatives and how much of a failure you've been and start thinking about all the triumphs you've had. You've had a lot of them. You just don't choose to focus on them. You choose all the bad things, have the bad relationships. And you focus more on the things that you want to have happen in your life that's going to make you feel like you're in a great relationship and so on. You'll see your life change. You magically see your spouse or your significant other being the right person that you want to have, and you start selecting the right people in your life, a business and a personal life, because you feel like you deserve it. That's all. Change what you expect of yourself, change the outcomes, and you'll find everything in your life surrounding it changing as well. You deserve the best. And when we say that you deserve the best, you deserve the best that you want and that brings satisfaction to you personally. And it doesn't mean that you need to earn this $10,000 a month because people say it's cool to earn that amount of money. You know what? If you're good and you're great and you're happy of being English teacher, 
in a school and kids get a lot of value from you because you're a great teacher and you enjoy this job it's not a matter of how much money you made there it's a matter of how much value you deliver to people around and how much satisfaction you get from that job and from circumstances and from people around from everything so find something that you really enjoy and you want to be great at that's true we're looking forward to talk to you next time this is motivational monday by jim and lucy we'll see you next monday and we are hoping that this week you will analyze all the failures put it aside and move forward to your personal greatest success because you deserve it